morning everyone we'll start out with I love you Lord <clears throat> I love you Lord and I the way that you do. Thank you for the time that we can gather together, that we can sing praise to you, that we can gather around your table, we can hear your word, dear Lord, and thank you for the time of fellowship that you've given us here this morning. Dear Lord, I pray um, that as we worship, we worship um, in a manner well-pleasing to you, dear Lord. I pray that this morning we can remember the love that you have for us and the love that you've shown us through your son Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord. Oh, 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 oh. 
concert and uh, you know we sang some of Bill and Gloria's songs this morning and there was one song I was listening to Friday evening that uh, I was thinking ahead of, uh, of doing this today and I thought you know that, that song and then another one that we've already sang uh, kind of you know brings everything in focus about what we should be doing here at this time with celebrate the communion you know we should be celebrating his life and resurrection and, you know, too often we focus on the death and, and not, you know, what followed that. So uh, the one song I'm going to read the lyrics to, I wouldn't uh, have you bear through my singing, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> is Because He Lives. And, uh, you know, a little side note on that uh, song, you know, uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, Sharon's brother's wife passed away, and we had the funeral. And uh, you know, she had had a five-year battle with liver cancer, uh, and uh, you know, <clears throat> finally lost that battle. And after the funeral, we went to a, a fellowship uh, place of a church there somewhere, and in Texas, and uh, for a, a a meal. 
and uh, there in the fellowship hall was a piano. And Sharon's brother was a terrific piano player, and he could just sit down and play anything but here. And he sat down and started playing this song. And I recorded part of it. And, and one of his grandchildren was standing there as he was doing it. And it was just a beautiful sight. And then, then when he stopped, he got up, he said, that's why I can go on, because he lives. So uh, this was written you know, 52 years ago. And I, you know, I've been thinking, I'm, am I that old? I guess I really am. You know, it's 1971 that uh, they wrote this song. So here we go. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. And he came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still the calm assurance this child can face uncertain days because he lives. And then one day, I'll cross that river. I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know that he reigns. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life's worth the living just because he lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now thankful that your son does live. And that because of that, we have the promise of forgiveness of sin and life everlasting with you. We pray now that you would bless this bread that we partake that commemorates his body that hung on that cross for those uh, remission of our sins and uh, bless us as we partake of it. In Jesus' name, amen. We, we sang this song just a little bit ago. I think Sean must have been in the same mind as me for some reason this morning. 
So uh, <clears throat> just, just something about that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Let's pray. Father, we come to you continuing our prayer and thankfulness for your, your love for us that you would sacrifice your only son. We pray now that you would bless this cup that represents his blood that was sacrificed on the cross for the remission of our sins and bless us as we partake of it in Jesus' name. Amen. You would please stand with me for these next couple songs. Deep down in my heart. I love the Lord Messiah. Deep down in my heart. I love the Lord Messiah. Deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep, I said down, down, I said deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep, I said down, down, I said deep down in my heart. I want to be like Jesus, deep down in my heart. I want to be like Jesus, deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep, I said down, down, I said deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep, I said down, down, I said deep down in my heart. I love the Holy Spirit. Deep down in my heart, I love the Holy Spirit. Deep down in my heart, I 
said deep, deep. I said down, down. I said deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep. I said down, down. I said deep down in my heart. I love the Lord Messiah. Deep down in my heart. I love the Lord Messiah. Deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep. I said down, down. I said deep down in my heart. Said deep, deep, said down, down, said deep down in my heart. Before Jamie's lesson this morning, we'll send the kids off to children's Bible time with I stand in awe. You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension. Like nothing ever seen or heard Who can grasp your infinite wisdom Who can fathom the depths of your love You are beautiful beyond description Majesty with you this morning. Um, let's pray together and then we'll continue through our service this morning. Father, thanks so much for the blessing of being here um, in you and with you today. We know, Father, you, your word says where there are two or more gathered together in your name. You're there in the midst. You're in their midst. And God, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for being among us. Thanks for everyone who is here this morning. God, just looking around and and uh, just family, friends, loved ones, thanks for giving us family, God. And this morning, I pray that you would encourage us, that you would teach us, that you would lead us and guide us deeper in you, God. I pray that you um, move me out of the way and just want to say again, thank you so much for everyone here. God, I pray for those who are online, that you bless them today, those who are dealing with different things and unable to be here, God, and some who have not been able to be back for a long time. And I pray that you just guide them and encourage them and bless them and help them know we love them. And God, for us, give us your word, give us your encouragement. In your son's name we pray, amen. All right, then, good morning again. Here we are. Um, we've been, you know, just kind of um, methodically going through over the last few months the fruit of the Spirit. And this morning, we're to the fruit of gentleness. But before, 
I say anything about gentleness, I want to say something else about something I said a couple weeks ago. We're talking about context. I'm on, a, I'm on this little kick about context because there's some things that have happened over the last month and years, times past, times moving forward right now. I hear a lot of stories where people just kind of pull and tug. I work with a lot of college students and a lot of folks who just think because I think it or I feel it. And they say, well, I just feel like the Bible says this. Well, I just feel like it means this. It's like it's not left to me to feel. And I'm not being arrogant about this or, or self-righteous or mean-spirited. I'm just saying the beauty of this story is not left for me to feel. I'm not the one who wrote it. I don't know what it's supposed to mean until I, through God's Spirit, open my heart enough to let him see it. But in order for him to let me see it, but in order for me to see it, I have to slow down enough to let him teach me again and again and again every day. And I think it would be fair to say in a room this size, there are some young folks who've never read the Word or read it very much to know what the Bible says. I would think it'd be fair to say there are some um, young adults in the same place. I would say there's some middle-aged, you know, adult, adults, middle-aged, all the way through that haven't read the Word enough to really get what it says, to understand in context what the Bible says. So at the beginning of the year, we kept pushing or talking a bit about, you know, your daily Bible readings, you know. And even I would say this, get a good Bible app that reads to you. Because sometimes, even in context, if you stay with the Bible from Genesis through, you break it down and the Bible just becomes a whole bunch of single verses. And for so many people, they don't even understand the Bible's a story you read it like, oh, there's 21 verses in this chapter, so there are 21 points he's making. No, he's not making 21 points. We put the verses in. We put the chapters, and we put the verses. Man did that. The Bible's a story. And then I would say this. For those of us who have progressed along, maybe have read the Bible several times through, maybe a few times, maybe a lot. When was the last time you read it for real, learned from it, heard it anew? Some maybe never. Some maybe have never read the Bible through who've been here a long time, been in this life a long time. But we go to our pet verses, never learn again, never move again. I'm good because I do this. I'm good because I do that. I'm good because it says this. I'm good because I say that. And God's like, no, the story is a st it's my story. It's his story, history. It's his, all of it. And so he's trying to teach us new every day. The, call, the word discipleship means you're called to lifelong learning. The discipline of not just going and rethinking the same patterns. You're not good. You're not well no matter how long you've been here doing this. We're not good and we're not well. And so God's constantly trying to bring us back and say, let's look at it again. And we will say to people, someone will go, hey, man, I never knew the Bible said this. I read that passage 15 times, but never saw it. And we'd say, yeah, because you opened your mind for once. But I would never open my mind to read it a 16th time so I could see it new, as long as you see it better. So let's say something now about context. That all was very windy and free. In Genesis chapter 4, the Bible says that Cain killed Abel. We know that, right? He was jealous of his offering. In Matthew 27, the Bible says that Judas hanged himself in Luke 10, the Bible says, go and do likewise. Cain killed Abel. Judas hanged himself. Go and do likewise. Context is so important. 
The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. It's not, this is not given to me to make dance and sing and do whatever I want with it. It's given to us to be very faithful because it's his story. It's his story, not mine. And so I think in a world that's, that we would say is nuts, a little crazy, going a little wild, I would say it's just getting interesting. It's, God is really good, and he's still in control. Settle down. Fasten your seatbelt. It's an interesting ride. There's no greater adventure than the human race, and there's no greater adventure than to be a part of God's story within the human race. It's not we love going... To, you know, hiking, we love going out west, we love cruises, we love the beach, we love everywhere, but there's no greater story, there's no greater adventure than this one. So chill, breathe, let God be who he is because he's doing a great work. But in the story, we get so bent sometimes that we begin to try to make things fit and make things, you know, work the way that they've always waited. This needs to make sense to me. And it so doesn't always make sense to us. But God is still God, and he is still awesome. So in a time when things seem weird, and when a time when, God, when things, people wonder what's going to happen next in, in the world, in the United States, in Ohio, what, in Scioto County? What's going on at Shawnee State University? Who attends there? Wicked, wait, what? Who are the... And we get all worried, and we want to go find a passage that will tell them to straighten up. If you don't believe this, you will. You better get right or else. And then we even bring it into here. And we look around us who struggle and battle, us who are just like us, who are just like us, who are just like us. And we want mercy and grace, but we give judgment and harshness. And we want someone to be gentle and humble. But we give, walk the line, toe the line. I can't hang out with you. I just saw what you, what you did. I can't hang with you. I know what you've been doing. The call today is gentleness. It's the answer. It's the, it's the answer to all the things the world is struggling with. And I got to tell you, if you struggle in any way with liking your way, and with having a bit of edge to you, this is going to be all up in your business. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a fun one. And i got to tell you something else. When we say that you only get the love, joy, peace, right? Joy, peace, God's peace, Jesus' peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and we're gentleness and self-control. You only get it from the Spirit. This is one of the main ones, this gentleness is the, the main one that takes so much effort from you as well. Because you do kind of love those who love you, right? And you want to have joy. You want to have, but, but it's difficult to choose to let the spirit, well, I'm going to take, the, we start thinking it's like a list. We're getting a new car. What do you want on your new car? Or, or, or you get to pick and choose what you want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? Well, I like to have some golf clubs. I like to have some golf balls. I like to have some golf cleats. I like to have some. I like to have a little bit of love and some joy, a little bit of peace, patience. I don't really care for that one. You know, I'll take this. I'll take a little bit of that. Leave out the gentleness. Leave out the self-control. Leave out the, I'm just going to take the ones I want. And God, no, 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 no. You're just acting in your personality. The ones you're choosing are the strengths you already have made up in personality. I'm not interested in personality. 
I made you with your personality, but I meant for you to allow the spirit to change all of that from the heart itself. So, so gentleness, the one that goes against, the one that fights for the struggle. We all know the battle with being gentle. Brennan Manning, as we said before, says the temptation of the age is to look good without being good. To look good without being good. It's the call of Gen Z, but they got it from the millennials. Millennials got it from the Xers. The Xers got it from the boomers. And we just keep getting better and better at doing religion, showing up at church, petting my scripture, patting my Bible, leather bound, not my phone. I've got a real one. You'd be well to know the verses that I know and the ones I've highlighted and underlined. And Jesus is going, what about my heart in you? Jesus for too long has had protectors. I want to protect Jesus. I'm going to protect the way. I'm going to protect the... And he never asked for that. He didn't even defend himself. He never even defended himself. He actually put himself on the Christ to die for all those who were lost and strayed. The ones that we are angry with so often, the world's crazy. I don't know what's going on. The ones we're so angry with, he was dying for. They said, I can take your life. He said, you've got nothing on me. Well, you know, in 2022, there are going to be some boys show up in Scioto County, defend you. Are they? Are they going to defend me? Or are they just going to drive everybody away from the church? Because that's where we get when we have those kinds of things. So the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. You don't know how to live this thing out. We do not know how to be real, hence the title, be real. The realest place we're ever going to get is with Jesus himself. When he lifts himself into us, when the Spirit breathes himself into us, and we surrender more and more, and we know it. We know all these things are true, and we all want them. Give them to me. But the problem with gentleness is it's not enough to say, give me gentleness. Oops, you don't know that yet. But the deal is, not only do I want gentleness, I don't want to be gentle. Gentleness comes with a deeper call, and we'll get to that in a minute. So here's where we're going to start. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. We know the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, one of the fruits of the Spirit. Paul writes this in this really cool context. You know, he's in prison writing to people, uh, uh, to, to the church. Be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. Yodi and Syntyche aren't getting along. Be encouraged. Get along, will you? And then he says... Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. And then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let your gentleness, the word gentleness, be evident to all. The Lord is near. So, so there's some things you would want to break down in this. We're going to think about gentleness and what it's going to look like. So, so one, you have to understand the word gentleness and kind of where it comes from. And the word is the same as when he's talking in Matthew chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. No, the, uh, the uh, Beatitudes. Blessed are those, the, 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 those who are poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. There's the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. They'll be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Meek and gentle, same word. Like the, like the Clydesdale horse, you know, back when it was popular. <laughs> the Clydesdale horse, Sorry. <laughs> That is not right. The Clydesdale horse, great power, right? You put a bridle on it and you can get it to do anything you want. Go anywhere you want. I mean, all that mass under your control. Someone flying a fighter 
jet? How much power do they have in their hands with all these missiles and everything? But it's under control and direction. And gentleness is the same word. It's great power. You have great power. Your tongue has power. Your body has power. You have the ability to do incredible blessings, to offer incredible blessings or to do incredible damage. And so, so Jesus comes along, God comes along through his spirit into Paul and says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord says, so what's gentleness? Well, it's all of that. But you have to add to it an other's focus. It, the, the word kind of, we don't have a good word for it. So it's kind of a combination of also graciousness. Isn't that cool? Graciousness. Like it's not just that, that I have a, that I'm allowing God to overcome all my fierceness, all my struggle, all my anger and angst. But he's also in his doing so is causing me to live out that, mm, the kind, the gentle, the all those things that make this power under control for others to bless them, to encourage them, to support them. Jesus, a story about Jesus, if you want to watch gentleness. He says that the prophecy was that a, that a bruised reed he would not break. And a, and a smoldering wick he wouldn't put it out. Gentle. Come to me, all you who are weak and burdened, right? And learn from me. What do you say? Take, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I will give you rest. I'm, I'm meek and humble or gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest to your souls. Little butcher there, but you get He's gentle. He's humble. The one that could be fierce. He could call 12 legions of angels, but his choice was to be gentle. Jesus sees a woman at the well. A woman who by law should be should be. Murder, she's not murdered, but stoned and killed for her sin. That was the law. And Jesus asks a question, a simple question, right? They bring her here, she's here, and just with little covering, they caught her in the act of adultery. Little covering, he who is without sin cast the first stone. If you could see, you know, those TV shows, those really cool TV shows. You know, where they, where they have all the people standing there and the camera pans around them, you know, that cool. I wanted to do something with that, but it just didn't hit me early enough. But, you know, you watch these guys, the beards and the tears and the struggle and the battle and the anger. She deserves this. She deserves this. She deserves the punishment. She deserves that. She did what the law said would cost you her life. Listen. It is not okay to just know the law, and it's not okay to just know the Bible. You have to know the heart of why it was written and the one who wrote its heart. And the one who wrote his heart is the one scratching around in the ground right here. He says, he's without sin, cast the first stone, and starts writing. And we're going, all right. Now all of a sudden, what do you think? I wonder what they thought before they decided they had sin. Well, I didn't commit adultery. What I did wasn't that. I didn't even think that. I wouldn't do that. So hang on to my rock a little longer. Hang on to my rock just a little longer. See, we want, we want gentleness with our sin. But we want to give what we want for those who have offended us or God or anyone else. And I'm telling you, God does not need defended. Let me just say that again. He does not need defended. He's a mighty warrior. What he needs is for you to be strong for real. Cowards get mad. We know that's true. Bullies get mad. Those who don't know who they are get angry. 
They lose themselves. They press ahead. They're not gentle. Jesus and real strength is gentle. Real strength is others seeking. Real gentleness says, how can I, though I'm able to crush you, I should crush you. Do you know what you've done to me? You know what you've done in Jesus' name. I should crush you. Let's crush this little clicker thing. And he steps back. You step back and say, man, that doesn't feel like Jesus at all. Maybe that's why Gen Z doesn't go to church anymore. Maybe that's why the millennials don't really know if church fits them or not. Maybe that's why a lot of Gen Xers and everybody else aren't sure if they're ever coming back after quarantine. Because we forgot how to be gentle. And all we have is rage. Because when they don't show up, we don't really know who we are. Are we even supposed to be a church? Nobody wants to come anymore. Maybe church is a bad idea. I don't know. Because outside of being mad and bent out of shape and twisted and telling people what to do and they respond, when they don't, I don't know who I am. And Jesus said, I know who you are. You're lost. You're struggling because you forgot to keep learning and you forgot to keep letting the Spirit of God make you gentle. And you don't get off the planet in him without it. I'm sorry. Some people say if there, is, if there are nine fruits of the Spirit and you don't possess one of them, I think it was said often like this, children of God possess the fruit of the Spirit. Is that even a thought that they wouldn't? Those who are children of God have the fruit of the Spirit in them for real, all of them, or are you even, is it possible? Now, I know we don't have them all fully, but we're in the move, right? We're on the way. Hovenus and Camino, children on the way. We're in motion toward Jesus, that's the call. And if I refuse these and I keep finding my anger, see, nobody makes you mad. The world isn't making you mad. The world isn't making you upset. The world isn't making you disgusted with them. You are someone who is mad. You are upset always. You are disgusted. You are someone who lives here. And that's not gentle. It's not gentle at all. I said this wasn't going to be fun, right? This gets kind of in your business. Woman caught in adultery. Jesus sees a woman who's caught in adultery, and she's supposed to be stoned. He wrote the story. It's his. He can write whatever he wants, but he also knows he's going to die for her, and he's going to die for you. And he says, so since I died for her and died for you, you shouldn't be wielding that stone. Put it down. Woman caught at the well. Come see the man who told me everything I ever did. What has she ever done? Well, she had five husbands, and the one she's with now it's like, oh, we would have been done with her after the first one. How did Jesus get to five and still patient? And now there's an extra one. We got to have a meeting. I'm not sure she could show up here. And what color's her hair? How many earrings? Does she, is she tatted up? Gentleness. The world is broken and lost. But not just to the world. We could just raise our hands right now and we won't do it. How many of us are struggling, broken, 
lost. I have known the harshness of judgmental, not gentle spiritual abuse. Physical abuse, no, I haven't. Sexual and other kinds of abuse, no, thank you, Lord. Not saying any, just spiritual abuse, absolutely. It is ugly, it is selfish, it's power hungry, it is not of God. You can say that again. It is not of God. And we're sitting here, all of us, growing up in a story in, in Minford, Ohio, or in Southern Ohio, and the, the, the call in Christianity has constantly been so harsh and so heavy, and Jesus is so gentle and so kind, and you can't make him any other way. I've often said, he will, you can't domesticate Jesus. He's a wild man. He won't go in your litter box. You can't train him. You will not potty train him to do what you want him to do. You'll do what you want, and you'll injure many along the way. And he will rescue them, and he will be heavy on you. He'll still love you and forgive you. Let your gentleness, here's the thing, gentleness, like a mama with a baby. If, you, if someone here had a baby right now and you gave me this baby to carry around up here, you know how I would hold the baby. You watch me. If some of you watched me in Kendall's growing up, you watched me in the back with Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, when, when we, are, we got all the kids here hanging out and doing their things, we're always just kind of laughing, playing. Nora's here. Uh, she's just fun, man. I'm making all kinds. Everybody's making faces. Troy's throwing candy across the church. Because the baby, and you do kind things and gentle things toward it, like, you know, hopped up on sugar and stuff, you know, because it's what they do. Anyway, you would handle it so delicately. That's why you do that. You're gentle with the baby. You're not strong and fierce and harsh and... And, 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 and God is gentle with us. And he calls us to the same thing. I, this isn't made up. Read the Bible, man. Read the word in context. Watch what he does. But he says, gentleness be evident to all. Now, that's weird. It's, it's, it, we get it if he said it's, that he called me to be gentle and that in gentle he called me to be others focused and that it's supposed to be gracious and really like. But he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. You know the evident thing. Let your gentleness be evident to all. I got this microphone hanging on. I'm always adjusting. Right? I got a tablet in my hand. It's evident. I got this. If I got big ears. I wear glasses. You know, I'm standing in front of you. It's evident that Jamie's standing in front of you today. And, and God says, through the Spirit, through Paul, let your gentleness be evident. 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 Your gentleness. Nothing else. Not your strength. He doesn't say any of that stuff, not your pressing and pushing and directing and making, but your gentleness be evident. Everyone should see it. It's the lighthouse shining right on the coast. It's the airport beacon through the fog. Like I see those guys at Sunshine Church of Christ. I've got to tell you something. They are some gentle folks. That is a gentle church. You want to experience the love of Jesus and you are broken and struggling, don't know who you are, and there's sin hanging out all over you. You want to experience gentleness, go there. Now, some of you in your heart right now are going, whatever. And to a degree, 
that's earned. And I pray a lot, God, renew your favor in us. Help us to be like you, every one of us, because every one of us matter. If you speak and you're harsh and you're ugly and you're mean, everybody knows that this place is harsh and ugly and mean. Right? If you're the guy speaking and preaching is a jerk in town, one of our elders is harsh and weird. All of us are, and they are. We all represent one another. We're not getting through this story on our own. And so let your gentleness be evident to all, evident to all, evident, gentleness evident. And who is to all? Wow. And you would say, well, I think it means what it says (laughs) to all. Right here in this building, does anybody feel uncomfortable yet? I, I, I mean, I do. I do. What I think we're doing right now, some of us are kind of watering this down a little bit in our heads, saying, well, I mean, if they act like that and if they do that. And I know Jamie, I know Jamie, he's, he's a little bit, he little washes out a little easy sometimes. He likes people a lot. That's bull. That's bull. That's nonsensical. What's kind in me is only because Jesus made it kind. What goes the extra mile in me is only because Jesus made me go the extra because he's gone the extra mile in me. Do not undermine what Jesus has done in me or anybody else. And do not be a coward by being mean. You are not strong. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Why? Because the Lord is near. He's near. Like when you're not evident or when you're not gentle and it's not evident, he's here. Like he was right there to give you strength to not be harsh, but to be gentle. He was right there to give you strength to be gentle and merciful and kind. And you chose the other. He's near every moment. But you know what else he's near for? He's near and he sees you. He sees you. He sees when you're not gentle. He sees when I'm not gentle. He knows it doesn't look anything like him. And he says, you're trying to represent, you say you're representing me. You're not representing me. You're representing you. And that's all you're representing. But when you represent you, you represent the church. You represent the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. And you represent me with your ugly, non-gentle attitude. I'm not really sure there's ever a time to stand and fight. That's just Jamie. That's just Jamie. I believe if we're people of faith like we say we are and you ask God to go do something about this, he's going to do something about it. He might well you up into doing something strong and mighty and awesome, but I don't think, well, there's a lot more to that story. And that's just in a moment. You can teach me differently, but I'll tell you this. In my heart of hearts and my core, my first take is when he calls us to be gentle, he is calling us to be gentle. And he means it. A gentle word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. We know that, right? We're in a moment here. We're in a situation where gentleness is called for, somebody's hurt, somebody's wounded, somebody's whatever. They have an accusation against you, and they might be true. A gentle word turns away wrath, 
but a harsh word, and all of a sudden you got problems on your hands. Not wordplay, not manipulation, the truth from the scripture of God. And so he reminds us, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. No one's going to stop you from being gentle. The call of the world, they're looking for gentleness. Show me your strength. Okay, I'll show you how strong I am. Let's go to the gym. Show me your strength. Don't make me mad. Show me your strength. When you do the worst you can do to me, I still love you. When you do the harshest thing you could do to me, I will still hope and be kind to you and gentle to you. Show me your strength. When you mocked me and made fun of me, I died on the cross for you. Gentleness. Always. 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 The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Hey, so we got um, some elders here, some good men, who are growing just like you are. And if you desire to respond in any way, they're going to they're gonna come up front with you. If you come up here and sit down and you say, man, I'm terrible at this. I get angry. I get bent out of shape. I want to punch Jamie when his sermons are alone. I'm like, amen, bro. I got you. They'll pray with you and admit the same thing. I struggle too. If you're not a child of God, they will immerse you into him today. It's a wonderful story. Jesus' gentleness is the story of our lives. It is the good news because he died on the cross and gave himself up for you so that you can live. If you're not a child of God today, you can be immersed in him. If you're online, get in touch with one of them or Tim or myself. We'll help in any way we can. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence Oh, oh, oh.
Take time to look at the uh, the bulletin, the sick list. Uh, didn't want to uh, mention Brenda Counter. Um, she fell and broke her femur, and also has to have a knee replacement surgery. So she's looking at some uh, some pretty heavy duty uh, work on her leg and her hip. So just keep her in your prayers. Um, I don't see PJ. Remember PJ in your prayers. Okay. And then Eddie Davis, this is Tamara's brother-in-law. He has open heart surgery on Tuesday. She would like for us to keep her uh, sister, her brother-in-law in her prayers. Um, and then if you look, all the events in the bulletin, just on the third page, Minford After Prom is May 6th. Um, they're looking for sunshine for sponsors from Sunshine to donate cookies for the evening. It would be greatly appreciated. Mother's Day video is May 14th, so you need to send your picture in uh, to Jacob Miller. Uh, if you don't have one in or you don't like the one you got, now's the time to change it. And there's a new directory being <clears throat> put together. If you haven't had your picture yet, is that available this morning? Not okay, not available this morning. Okay, so next time, uh, Next time she's back, we'll probably have another opportunity to take pictures. Um, Sunshine Directory, in, in direct correlation with the uh, picture taking, uh, we're working on a new pictorial directory. And so that will help, uh, that'll help a lot of us. Uh, and that's why Caitlin is taking the pictures, so we can, uh, we can get that put together. BBS is June the 19th through the 13th. Uh, there's information there on that. There's information on Camp Ignited and House Mill Kickoff. So the, um, the elders are going to meet this afternoon uh, to discuss, a, uh, to discuss a, a, a pretty big thing that we're, that's been presented to us. So we'd ask for your prayers that we could be wise in, uh, in what we're in, in endeavoring to do here. And our, our uh, graduates this year is Ethan Beekman from Peebles High School, Annie Carell, Wheelersburg High School, Lucy, <clears throat> Lucy Gracial, Menford High School, and Sydney Mujay from Menford High School. So um, just remember those, those young people, give them a pat on the back when you see them and uh, help them to uh, adjust. Because it's a big adjustment going from high school to, to college and other things like that. And, Nobody can really tell you that until you experience it, but it is. I'd like to read, uh, is there anything that I left out or anything we need to add? It? Okay. I'd like to read from Matthew chapter 19. And it came about that when Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. And some of the Pharisees came to him, testing him and saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause at all? 
And he answered and said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? Consequently, they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. They said to him, Why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it has not been this way. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. Let's all pray together. Father, we give you thanks for the day you've blessed us with. We thank you for uh, the message here this morning and for the songs. We thank you, Father, for uh, fellowship with one another. And Father, we just uh, want to lift up these, uh, these people that we've just talked about, Father, uh, in their sickness. Uh, we pray that you'd give them healing and comfort and ease their pain. Uh, we pray, Father, for their families and their caregivers. And Father, we pray for our uh, young people that are graduating and going off into the world. Uh, we pray your blessing on them, Father. Will they never forget about you? And Father, we just thank you for your son, Jesus, who gave his life for us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and your angels and your word and your church. Guide us through this day, Father. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. to the Lord. Shall 